Welcome to the Rain and Threes Podcast with Alan Ray and Mike O'Connell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Rain and Threes with A. Ray and O.C. I am your host, Mike O'Connell, a Villanova 2020 grad, Connecticut School of Broadcasting, currently a producer at SiriusXM. It is my pleasure to be here and introduce the 2006 Big East first team, AP and John Wooden All-American, the Naismith Player of the Year finalist, and Villanova basketball legend, Alan Nathaniel Ray. Hey, Ray, how are we feeling, my guy? What's up, OC? Appreciate the intro. Um, if any of y'all didn't know, my last name, my middle name is Nathaniel. So you just you just learned something new just now. So Alan Nathaniel Ray, A and R. Don't be going out there using that name, no. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, what's up, OC? Just happy to be here. Um, looking forward to chopping it up with you today. Kind of excited, actually. Yeah, absolutely, man. We've uh, we've got a lot on our plate just for our inaugural episode to get things kicked off for the Rain and Threes podcast. But listen, it, it's a it's a beautiful thing that we've. Uh, We've started here, and I think it's going to continue to grow as we as we grow in with each other, with chemistry, with the connections we make, with the following of of the podcast. I know your followers, for for one, are going to be more than excited to finally get a taste of what we're going to be bringing to the table on a consistent basis. I mean, a Ray, I, I'm thinking, you know, we're going to come out with a, a pod, a new episode, you know, once a week, something like that. That's that's the vision we have. And once th- once there's breaking news, things we need to cover, things we need to address, we're gonna we're gonna do that for for our listeners, for our viewers, and it's an exciting thing because you're gonna be able to get us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. We're gonna be live at some points. Uh, obviously, we'll do some things with guests. We'll do we'll have some some call-ins, fan interaction, things like that, things of that nature that are gonna make you feel like you, the viewers, are really having an impact on what we do on this show. And I think that is the beauty of what you have done as a Twitter presence, as a Villanova basketball ambassador to your followers on Twitter, A-Ray, is make them feel important, make them feel like their voice is being heard, because that's the bottom line, and that's our goal here, and that's what we want to do. So, A-Ray, what, what are you thinking, my guy? Man, um, I'm excited about it. Um, I'm ready. Um, like you said, we're going to have, we got a bunch of stuff, you know, I, I want to try to keep this kind of like how I was doing on Twitter a little bit, you know, that's kind of the, the foundation of this, you know, um, it, it's grown so much. Um, the fan interaction is very key. It's, uh, it, it's real big in, in, into what, what we're doing. Um, like OC said, we're going to have some call-in sometimes, um, Twitter use your phone, ask me questions, ask us questions. We could talk about it on the show. Um, guests, um, topics that are going on throughout college basketball for the day, for the week. We're going to touch on everything. You know, it's, it's going to be great. We're going to sit back, listen to two guys, chop it up, and talk about high-level basketball. And, and, and you're going to get it from a player's perspective, which is kind of big now. You know, a lot of players are kind of getting into social media and, and sports media now. Um, I had 
no plans of doing that whatsoever. But <laughs> I mean, I'm here now, headphone, microphone on, and everything. So I'm excited about it, and 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 looking to just bring a, a, a ton of value and, and knowledge to to the Villanova community and the basketball community as well. Yes, sir. Uh, A. Ray, well said, my friend. And and to be perfectly honest with you, we are are. are it was a grand scope for this, right? We we talked about that right away. When we first mm -hmm. jumped on the phone, when I first shot you a, a DM uh, uh, responding to your tweet, and I said, listen, this is this is what I, I'm laying out on the table for you. What do you think? What are your thoughts? And we clicked almost right away. We were able to go back and forth a little bit about what was going on uh, back when we first started talking, which was Rick Pitino getting hired by St. John's, Ed Cooley going from Providence, but staying in the Big East to Georgetown. So mm -hmm. just we we got that right away. And we talk, also talked about, hey, this isn't going to be just Villanova basketball, right? That is most definitely the most important aspect and topic of the show uh, is, the, is the Villanova basketball program. But we're going to be able to incorporate a lot of other Big East programs as well and talk Big East hoops as a conference, which is also something that I feel like maybe some people aren't uh, comfortable with, aren't akin to, but we're going to make it happen and we're going to do it, I think, in, in the best way possible. And the college basketball landscape as a whole has changed so much just over the last couple of years since COVID because of the NIL money, because of the transfer portal. And obviously we, we, we know it first and foremost with Coach Wright leaving and now it being uh, the Coach Neptune era. It is certainly a little bit different than how things were just a few years ago. But before we go any further, A-Ray, I do want to shout out our guy making the magic behind the scenes, behind the glass, Slick Nick McGow. He is a legitimate producer, comes from the financial world of, of, uh, of real vision finance, which is honestly unbelievable. If you want to check that out, please, by all means, because McGow is going to be the one behind the glass. But Slick Nick is going to be making us look legit, and I, I, I'm more than excited to have him on board as well. So, A-Ray. That's why I appreciate you basketball. guys. Yeah, man. I, I mean, appreciate you guys. Um, you, OC, and Nick for putting this together and uh, and making it what it is. You know, this is this is really nice. I don't think there's too many um, former players out here doing this. And if they are, it doesn't look like this. So <laughs> shout out to you guys for real. Yes, sir, man. I mean, more than happy to be here. I know uh, Nick feels the same way, but boy, we, we, we have a lot to get to. Uh, Villanova basketball, Big East basketball, and the college landscape as it is. We're going to go episode by episode. We're going to pick out what we most want to talk about. But at the same time, like you said, Ray, we want to hear from the fans. Talk to me, right? Yep. That's what that was your mantra on Twitter. Uh, you know, uh, who's tuned in? This is th these are the things that we're going to be stressing throughout our time on the Rain and Threes podcast. And I really think it, it, we have a, we have an opportunity here to, to build something special. And that's our end goal. We're highly motivated. We're fired up. As you can tell, I, I'm, I can't <laughs> wait. Uh, I'm talking my, my, my head off right now. But I mean, I, I'm, I'm more than elated. I'm ecstatic. Uh, yeah. to be in the position we're at right now because I think it's a real opportunity for growth and it, it's going to make a, a lot of people happy because you're involved and they want to hear your voice, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the 2016 was the start of the Jay Wright era with you, Randy, 
Kyle, Will, Curtis, you name I mean, just the, the, that, that era was the beginning of what got Villanova basketball to the highest of highs, to the precipice of the game uh, under Coach Wright. And, and here we are now in, in another major turning point with the program. So, I mean, A-Ray, a, a lot to talk about. We'll get into the timeline of the recent news uh, of the program since we suffered that brutal loss in the first round of the NIT to Liberty back on March 14th. That hurt my heart. <laughs> I know it did, man. Me it really did. We're with you. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about our our need for a big man, right? We're still looking for, for a, a guy to play the five. We know Eric wants to play the four. Mm-hmm. And obviously a lot going on in the college basketball world um, among coaches. But how about our guy coming back from LaSalle, Ashley Howard, is back with the Villanova basketball program. It's a beautiful thing. And we, we hey, we've got a lot to get to. I'm hype about that. Hey, Ray, He's going to bring that energy. Before we move on? Um, I mean, you pretty much touched on everything. You know, um, you said everything well. Everybody just, I just want to tell you, I look forward to this. It's not like we just come on and, okay, let's <laughs> record. Like, we actually have like sit down done test runs and like we 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 do research and we come up with a plan so this is not going to be some just up in the air thing you know we 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 taking this serious absolutely uh, well said and and honestly I couldn't agree more because it's a process it's a process it's a process right it and is. the the position that we're in we know there's a a lot of room for aggressive expansion when it comes to the Villanova basketball media. And I think we're going to go ahead, move forward and attack it and, and and really do the best job we possibly can. And we ask you, the viewers, the listeners, the Villanova diehards, the Nova Nationers, everybody out there that thinks they know ball, come along for the ride, man, because it's going to be a fun one. But bring it, though. Oh, yeah. You better sure be bring, you bring it. it. High intensity, high intensity, no days off, high motor, and that attitude, my guy, you know it. Yeah, it's going down. Oh, yeah, it's going down. Fan fan interaction, we need it. You know, Twitter, if you're not following on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, at A-Ray for three. Give me all your questions, all your thoughts, and if it's good enough, it's going to make the show. No doubt about that. All right, A-Ray, let's move on to the next thing on our agenda. Let's do it. Mike O'Connell, Alan Ray, Rain in Threes podcast. Hey, Ray, we've got a lot to cover. The Villanova basketball timeline since the devastating NIT first round exit against the Liberty Flames way back on March the 14th. A lot has gone down in the Villanova basketball world, my friend. And that's starting on April the 13th. When the former Villanova assistant and Quinnipiac head coach Baker Dunleavy was named general manager of both men's and women's basketball. They created a position for the guy. Pretty cool stuff there. The very next day, Washington State guard TJ Bamba commits to Villanova in the transfer portal. And then a week later, on the 21st, Maryland guard Hakeem Hart also joins TJ in the transfer portal at Villanova. So an exciting week there for transfers. But then 
might have gotten a little bit of wind taken out of our sails on the 4th of May. May the 4th be with you. Unfortunately, it was not with Hunter Dickinson as he chose Kansas as he is a Jayhawk over Villanova in the transfer portal. Those were his top two. And now recently, as recent as, as yesterday, A-Ray, former Villanova assistant and LaSalle head coach Ashley Howard is back on the Villanova staff as an assistant. A-Ray, a lot to get to. A lot has happened, transpired since the loss to Liberty back in the NIT in March. Let's start there. What were your thoughts on the game and how it unraveled there after losing the Big East to Creighton? Man, I, I don't even <laughs> want to like <laughs> I don't even want to revisit that that day, yeah. but I, I remember the the day that Villanova lost to uh to Liberty. It was a real uneasy feeling. And let let's take it back even further than that. Um, everybody had their hopes up. J-Mo's back. Um, Cam is playing good. Everybody's playing good. We got our full team back. And, I mean, it's kind of crazy, but we were expecting Villanova to, like, kind of win out these games. Like, that that was the unrealistic expectations we had as, as fans. So, I remember we lost, and it was just like, oh, like, so much win got knocked out of us. Went to the Big East tournament. Again, not saying that it couldn't have happened, but we had these unrealistic expectations of winning the Big East tournament. You know, um, I shouldn't say unrealistic, but like very challenging. Like it, it, it was something that was hard to do, especially when you didn't have your whole team. So that that was another another blow because losing the Big East means no tournament. And it's been, what, since 2012? That was the last time we didn't make the tournament? So, if I'm yep. not mistaken. So, 2011, yeah. Yeah, so that that was just, like, uneasy those, those two weeks. And then going into the Liberty game, it's just like, like, there's no way we lose to Liberty, right? Like, there's no way in hell we lose to Liberty. Right. And we lose to Liberty. <laughs> and I was sick. Like, I, I, I was sick. I was kind of feeling uneasy because I didn't know what was going to happen. Like, it was just so, I just felt like it was so bad. The way it looked, losing like that to Liberty, like, I, I thought some changes was going to happen, like, right away. Wow. Like, I really did, and and I was kind of scared. I was kind of scared about it, but you know, we're here now. You know, we're <laughs> yes. we, we've got two players in a portal, like you mentioned. Yep. Um, we've we've been offering guys, recruits, high school kids. So, you know, I I think we've been we've been doing good, and uh, that that Liberty game is definitely out of my mind now. You know. Oh. So that was that was a real that was a real tough experience that uh, <laughs> that that Liberty game for sure. Indeed, it was, uh, and you're you're very very smart to to go back a little bit before that game and give us just a a mindset of what the the Villanova basketball community really thought was was going to happen. 
Yeah. And I was there uh, firsthand after uh, we beat Creighton at home at, at the Wells Fargo Center by 12. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a, a ranked Creighton team. They were, they were 19th in the country. We played out of our minds. It was the best game of the year by far. Mm-hmm. We were knocking down threes. We were playing great defense. And we were sharing the basketball better than ever. Cam had some unbelievably just posterizing dunks that rocked the entire arena. Justin Moore had a phenomenal game. He was knocking down his jumpers. Armstrong looked great. It was just we were firing on all cylinders. Dixon uh, was knocking down uh, every three that he could get his hands on. It was a ton of fun, a raucous crowd, raucous environment. And and, and I'm, I'm blessed to have been there. Because that, when now I look back at this season, right? <laughs> when, I, when I look back at this season, though, hey, Ray, I, I could think, okay, at least I have that. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, thank God I do, because that was uh, the best memory. And that was right after we beat Xavier, a mm-hmm. tough road win at Xavier. We beat them by one. And it was just, that was one of the first times I felt like we were able to break through, right? There were so many times where we were in the game the last two minutes, and we just can't can't convert on offense, and we, we, we just allow them to, to take back control, whether it be UConn, Providence, uh, Xavier, whoever it, it was in the, in the, in the past, because that's how it felt throughout think, the season. I think that's what got our hopes up so high, like you said. You know, we finally got to a point in the season where we was able to get over that hump. Yep. Like, we finally got over that hump, beat some ranked teams, and, like, everything was looking up. Like, it was just like, oh, okay, like, yeah, maybe, like, maybe we can do this. Maybe we can do this. And that first loss after that, it was just like, oh, gut punch. Well, exactly, because it was Xavier, right? It was Xavier, UConn, excuse me, Xavier, Creighton, then Seton Hall. Three rattle-offs, three straight wins. It was mm-hmm. legit. We were playing our best ball of the year. Like I said, firing on all cylinders. It was a full team effort, having Justin back. And in back into his his groove was something that we were waiting for all year. Obviously, it took him a while to get fully healthy. And then once he was fully healthy, it took him a while to get his sea legs back, right? To, to starting yeah. to feel comfortable and back with his mojo with the team. And then it was that UConn game, the final game of the regular season, A-Ray. That's the I think we I all thought we were going to so win. So bad. Like, I wanted to beat them so, so bad. Badly. <laughs> Oh, man. And, and on paper, I think we, we had a chance because we were at home. We were playing our best uh, best basketball of the, of the season. And the spread wasn't that much. I think it was only, you know, five points, something like that. So everybody was expecting it to be a, a, a legit, you know, this is going to come down to the wire type of Big East old school clash. And UConn and, and, wasn't a uh, – they wasn't a good road team at the time either. So, right. I mean, we had we had a lot of things going in our favor. No, they absolutely, man. And they were UConn was 14th at the time. That's what they were ranked, ranked yeah. on that Saturday night uh, at Wells Fargo. And we end up losing by 12. Honestly, we never really were able to get get within striking distance. We kind of would hang around, mm-hmm. but we were never able to get it down to a two possession, one possession type of game where uh, you know it was like okay, we really have a chance. So it was extremely frustrating, a Ray, but. We still thought, okay, it's not over. We got the yeah. Big East tournament. We run the Garden. We'll, the Cats were uh, twenty-seven and three uh, the last decade or so going into the Garden. We're the best team. We the Cats own the Garden. We own the world's yep. most famous arena. That was the mindset 
that we had. And it was like, all right, let's go, ladies and gentlemen. We kicked the living crap out of Georgetown. Mm-hmm. We won by 32 points, say Ray, 80 to 48. We looked unbelievable. We were throwing alley-oops back and forth. It was a ton of fun. Felt and, really good. And we were like, okay, here we are. This is exactly what we wanted to see. This is exactly how we wanted to feel going in to the quarterfinals of the Big East tournament, eh, Ray? And what happened against Creighton? I was at the game. I'm sure you were glued to your TV. What were your thoughts on that loss uh, in the quarterfinal matchup against Creighton in the Big East tournament? It was just, I'm going to just say it was disappointing because, you know, I, I really I really felt we was playing our best basketball. And the fairy tale story, I wanted to, I wanted it to continue. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really wanted to see this team um, beat all the odds, you know, overcome injuries, overcome new coach, overcome a stacked Big East and win the Big East championship. Like that's, that's what I wanted to see. Oh man. <laughs> and it was, and then that loss to Creighton just kind of, crumble everything Mm -hmm. and kind of had you feeling like, damn, like we're not going to the tournament now. You know, it it, it was just a, it was just a real uneasy feeling, you know, and I I just wanted it for the guys, you know, the seniors, Slater, Daniels. Yeah, man. You know, I, I just wanted them to go out at least not with everybody talking about how bad the season was, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, so, it, yeah, you're yes. right, A-Ray. It, so it, 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 it's not just like, for me, just like the game, like I, I, I really connect with the players. You know, okay. I feel them. Not like that, but, you know, I feel, <laughs> <laughs> I feel where they're coming from. I was a player before. I know what it's like to lose games like that. I know what it's like to have a bad season. So yeah. I, I, was, I was just more mourning for those guys. Nah, and, and, and that's the, the beauty of you having the, that player connection because that's what you think about first, yeah. first and foremost. You're not – that's a very selfless way to think because a lot of Villanova fans uh, are, are selfish in the way that they want, you know, the return to the glory days of 2016 through – 22, where we're winning championships and cutting down the nets, going to Final Fours like it was our job. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, the season, though, that we had was obviously injury-riddled. Coach Neptune had a lot on his plate to to adjust to. The fact that Cam and and Mark stayed committed, stayed on point, but obviously Cam was hurt for, for a while in the early stages of the season. You know, it, 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 it culminated in a way where I was like, okay, look at all look at all the things we've been through this season. Look at all the tough losses that we've gone through. Look at the the, the horrible performances that we've put out uh, back on Thanksgiving weekend where we lost four in a row and had a, just a putrid Thanksgiving weekend where we, we were so accustomed to dominating that weekend, right? In the last was that the PKI couple. tournament? Exactly right. Oh my we're losing the you know Portland State in or it was just, it was rough, man. So, mm-hmm. but to go from that, which was like, oh my God, this, can this get any worse? I don't know if it could, but to go from that and then having the confidence that we did, right? Like heading into the final game of the season, heading into the Big East tournament, thinking, 
okay, we've got a shot here. That's something to, to hang your hat on a little bit. Yeah. And, and I know that that's not what Villanova basketball standards are up to. They're a lot higher than that, obviously. But I think you got to somehow take something positive from all of the negative that we went through as a fan base, as a program last season. And to be in the position to be like, okay, we got to win a few more games. And all of a sudden we're talking about sneaking in. Maybe we're in the, in the first four playing in Dayton uh, mm-hmm. you know, on a Tuesday night after Selection Sunday. Like that, the fact that we were even like that was a possibility was, I think, a, a, a huge win for the program. And I think gave some hope moving forward in the Neptune era. Yeah, for sure. Um, it is like they say in, in Philly, you know, trust the process. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, right now we got we got a process that we're going through. But like you said, mm-hmm. you know, starting starting the season how we started and then going into the end of the season, like there definitely was hope. And, you know, there was there was lots of hope. And I guess that's why, you know, we fell so hard when like they lost and we felt so disappointed. Mm-hmm. But um turn right back around a couple of weeks later, you know, what a way to respond by, you know, keeping Justin Moore around. You know, that was, that was one of the biggest things after the season. Is Justin staying? Um, is Cam staying? Well, I knew Cam was leaving. Everybody yeah. thought Cam was leaving. Like, there's no reason for you to think that he was staying. Right. Um, we was concerned about Justin Moore. We ended up keeping him. We was concerned about Dixon. We ended up keeping him. And then we replaced some guys. We uh we got Bamba in the um portal and we got Hakeem Hart in the portal. So I look at that as a great way to respond, you know, from the Liberty game to now what we're doing. I, I just think it's great. You know, it's not it's not perfect. You know, I'm not saying here say we're gonna win a national championship next year, but we are moving in the right direction. Now if we wasn't doing anything, if we didn't get any players, if we wasn't recruiting anybody, <laughs> if I was on the road at AAU tournaments and wasn't seeing Kyle Neptune and Mike Nardi, then it would be a problem. But I see these guys out. So, like, we're working. We're definitely working. Hey, I, I love the positivity that we, we've got going on right now because uh, it's the offseason. A lot of positive things has happened have happened since there was a lot of negatives. Mm-hmm. We talk about some of the brutal losses. We talk about the, the the terrible ending to the unfortunate ending, I should say, to the careers of Caleb Daniels and Brandon Slater, two guys who who really feel like they they've been with the program for for almost a, a decade now. It's it's unbelievable. So hats off to those guys. They had an unbelievable career as Wildcats. Mm-hmm. And once a Wildcat it is always a Wildcat, right? They're, that's not the end of their career of their of their them being involved with the program in some way shape or form. And there are a lot of memories with uh with watching those guys. So, uh obviously shout out to them. Would love to have those guys on the show at some point to to chop it up with me and you, A Ray. For sure. Um but like you said, getting Justin Moore back, that was a a major domino to fall. We weren't sure about it. We thought maybe there's a chance he got some some NIL money, which is which is wonderful. I'm happy for the guy. Could you Coming imagine the, if we didn't keep Justin? Oh, dude, could we, you we imagine that? Entirely different <laughs> scenario. I, I don't even know if me and you would be talking right now, man. We might be like, you know, that's, who that's knows? a good point. That's a great <laughs> point right there. 
So that, that is just massive. So, yes, Justin Moore coming back for, for a year is just it, it, it's what led the charge and, and momentum for uh, what was to come. And, that, 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 and you, you mentioned they, they replaced Slater and Daniels and, and, and Whitmore a little bit. It's they, mm-hmm. they, they used all of the, the losses, right, of in the scoring department that we get from the, got from the three guys this past season. And we're like, all right, how, how do we fill those gaps? How do we fill in those holes? T.J. Baba, Hakeem Hart, two guards that can shoot, shoot the lights out and are athletic and, can, and it can really contribute on the offensive side of things. And then you look at the coaching staff, too, A. Ray, right? They, they, another thing, they're bringing Baker Dunleavy back. They're bringing Ashley Howard back, two guys that were there for the glory years from 2013 to 2018. These guys were, were there with Jay when he was running the show, along with Coach Neptune, and they had Villanova at the top of the game, at the literally yeah. the, the number one program in the entire country, man. Like if you looked about look about wins, championships, banners, regular season, conference tournament, championships, you name it. We were doing it all. Everything. And if, if I'm not mistaken, the staff right now is full of everyone who has a championship. That's right. That's right. Like all all the coaches, Mike, Kyle. Um, Ash, Dwayne, was Dwayne there? Yeah. When, when they won a chip? Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. That whole staff has like, was on that national championship team. So that's another thing to think about. Like, that's a ton of experience. How many, how many, uh, how many colleges can you say right now has the whole staff won a national championship? Not many, because you know what, Seriously. A. Ray. If you think about it, this is why, uh, you know, Coach Neptune even included Coach Howard and and Baker Dunleavy. Why they left in the first place to to pursue other things? Because everyone was like, all these other programs, Quinnipiac, Drexel, Fordham, were all like, we got to get a a taste of this Nova magic that they got yeah. going on down there, right? They, so they try to catch lightning in a bottle. Obviously, it worked to a certain degree, maybe not to the point where they had hoped. But, uh-huh. you know, you got to give respect where respect is due. They had decent careers when they went elsewhere. Look, <laughs> being a head coach in college basketball is far from easy. Yeah, it tough. is a, a, a tough thing to, to, to go through and, and to, to succeed in. Mm-hmm. So, but to have those guys back on the staff all together, mention, you mentioned the 2016 to 2018 staffs. These guys got the hardware, right? They have the experience. Uh, with the under the the helm of Coach Wright, and now it's uh, it's Coach Kyle Neptune's turn, and I, I think that we're like you said, we're on the right path. We're taking steps to move in the in the right direction, and I know we are going to have to address this because it is a bit of an elephant in the room. But not getting Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, let's talk I, about HD. I know, I know that everyone was freaking out and was like, "Oh my God, you gotta." This took the wind out of her sails. This is a total gut punch. We wanted him to, to be Wildcat. He thought he was going to be Wildcat because he was going to want to play with his, his one of his best friends and Justin Moore that played together at DeMatha. 
They can't be that good of a friends if they <laughs> ain't want to play together. <laughs> they I can't mean, be that good of friends. Hey, J-Mo must well, not be a good friend if Hunter Dickinson <laughs> don't want to play with him. That's all hey, I got to say. Hey, I'm going to say money talks. That's that's what I'm going to say, Ray. It does. But, but, but listen, we, you know, you specifically mentioned uh, on Twitter, you said, hey, everybody relax. Everybody take a deep breath. It's going to be okay that Hunter Dickinson's not going to be at Villanova next year. It's gonna be, we're going to be more than okay. We're going to be more than fine. And I want to get into that a little bit with you, A-Ray, right? Because I think now Villanova is being mentioned in the same breath as Kansas, as Kentucky, as all of these other big-time NIL-type schools that can throw the dough to these top transfers, these top recruits' ways. You mentioned Miami. You mentioned Maryland, other top, like big state schools, mm-hmm. right? Have all of these allocations, these boosters, the funds to to give out these these bags uh, of NIL money. But listen, right? That's that's a beautiful thing. That's a great great outcome for for what not for not landing Hunter Dickinson, but still yeah. getting that notoriety for the program and putting us really back on the map. Yep. Like you said, uh, that notoriety, that's what I got out of it. You know, a guy like Hunter Dickinson, who everybody said was the top player in the portal at the time. And just for us to be on his like top two list or top four list just goes to show you the steps that we're taking. Like we're moving in the right direction. So you can't, you can't underlook that. Like you can't like bypass that. Right. Um, with with that situation and also you know Hunter Dickinson yes we all wanted him you know for sure <laughs> and I don't I don't know if any of you guys know this but I'm gonna tell you I saw Hunter Dickinson in the airport I saw him in the airport uh, I think he was with his mom I just got off my flight from uh, Arizona I believe I was in Charlotte and I just see this tall dude walk past and I'm just <laughs> like nah that wasn't that wasn't HD and then I go, I, I continue walking, and he turns around and comes back walking towards me because he was going kind of up the terminal. And I'm like, damn, that is HD. So I'm like, I, I got to say something. I'm yeah. like, I got to say something to him. So I go up to him, and I'm just like, I'm like, you Hunter Dickinson? He's like, yeah. I'm like, um, Alan Ray, Villanova University. I was like, former alumni. He probably don't know who the hell I am. He probably thought I was just like some random fan just coming up to him, telling him to come to Villanova. But I, I, I that definitely did happen in the airport. Um, we was in Charlotte Airport, and you know I try to try to make my little pitch to to HD to come come to Nova, but it didn't work. I tried, I tried, y'all. Dude, hey Ray, once you told me that man, like we were texting back and forth after that happened, I was like, okay. He's coming. He's that's coming. How I felt a, too. This is a sign from above that he's that's coming. Ex- that's exactly how I felt. I was like, <laughs> that's him. I'm like, no way. I got to say something to him. Like, oh, this man. is just too good to be true right now. You know, so hey. I thought it was going down. But uh, we didn't get him. And, you know, I know a lot of people was hurt about that. We had a lot of momentum with uh, the guys we had in the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, picking up Bamba and Hart. So... I think that that momentum we was expecting to get Dickinson with J-Mo here. Like, it was a lot of things in our favor, yeah. you know, but we just wasn't going to 
I believe it all came down to that NIL, you know, yeah. just not going to give him that much money. You know what I'm saying? And, and he's a great, I'm not going to say, say he's not a great player, but I'm just not going to pay him that much money. No, that's, I mean, that's just me. Right. You but, I, but he did almost made it abundantly clear that it, his decision came down to not basketball, mm-hmm. not the culture, not the program, but the money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you, you got to respect that to a certain degree. You know, yep. go get your bag, bro. But, you know, that's that's not the Villanova it mold that we're, we were accustomed to seeing. So Yeah, so we probably dodged a bullet by, <laughs> by, by not getting him. And, again, I'm not sitting here. We're not sitting here bashing him and saying, no, like, no. he's a, a terrible person or a terrible player. But, you know, we just – I don't know. I don't know if he would have really fit into what we was trying to do, especially when he came out with the comments about, you know – NIL, you know, so right. that was his major driving force, NIL. You know, you made less than six figures last year. You and about 400 other players, too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, a lot of other players. Yeah, so yeah, I think, like Kobe said it one time, you know, everybody's not, everybody doesn't love the game like how you love it, you mm-hmm. know? And especially now, you're going to see a lot of players that don't love the game, but they love what it could do for them. They love what it could bring to them, which is nothing wrong with that, you know, yeah. but that's what we're going to start seeing a lot more, and it's going to be more open. It's always been players like that, but it's going to be more out in the open now. Yeah, most definitely. And like you said, don't get it twisted. We're not trying to bash anybody for for chasing a bag and chasing yeah. that NIL money. Like, you know, do you do you. You, see, you secure what you can and, and for your financial future. Like, why not, right? Yeah. But – you hit the nail on the head. That's what we're going to see a lot of. Uh, I'm not going to call these guys low character uh, mm-hmm. type of guys, but they're certainly not maybe the 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 basketball first yeah. kind of guy that that Villanova has really been looking for since really the the start of uh, you know you go back to to you know the the 70s where we Villanova mm-hmm. made an appearance in in the championship game against UCLA. So mm-hmm. like. It, it, it's a storied program, and it's built on players that love the game, that love the culture, that love you know the the family aspect of what basketball can do for you, rather than just the the monetary. But yeah, hey, no no disrespect. Do you? Uh, those those are always going to be uh, obviously just relevant aspects of of where you're going to go play basketball at. Are you going to play in the NBA? If not, yeah. Get your bag while you're in school, man. So power to the kids that that are doing that, man. So you made it. You made a good point there too. Basketball first, like that's the type of kids that we gotta look for at Villanova. Yeah. Basketball first. Now, with that being said, with today's college basketball landscape, it's extra hard now to find kids that's basketball first and not like you gotta look out for. You got NIL now, and you have. Social media, which I put in the same category as like <laughs> celebrity or like being famous. So right. like you got guys that want the money, then there's guys that want to be social media famous, and then you got the basketball first guys. Yeah. So no. as a coach now, you have to put all these different egos together to try to go out and attain one goal, which is to win a championship. When everybody's not on the same page, think about that. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> think about damn that. near impossible. 
right? Yeah. Like, you got to almost get lucky with the 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 ingredients to the 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 sauce you're making, and you're trying to cook up something in the lab at practice at the in the Davis Center, mm-hmm. trying to get these guys on the same page and and all for uh, for one cause, which is trying to cut down the nets at the end of the year. Whether it be even just focus on something like the Big East, man, because yeah. holy cow, do we have a gauntlet uh, coming up uh, this season? So I can't wait. I really can't wait. And and obviously, a Ray, we have a long way to go unfortunately, but also fortunately, before we get into actual games. Mm-hmm. But, boy, we're going to have some fun on this podcast, on this show, my friend. Rain in threes with Mike O'Connell, with A-Ray. Man, we're, it's going we're, down. We're, we're, we're on fire here, A-Ray. I, I almost want to just keep going, but we've got to <laughs> save some content for, for the other episodes. Uh, real quick, though, we do, we do want to mention that we're we're gonna we're still in search of uh, of someone to play the five, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Eric Dixon, he wants to play that that stretch four. He wants to be able to have some help down low and be able to to really boost his perimeter game. And and we've seen flashes of it where he can take over. Like I mentioned before, against Creighton in that game against Wells Fargo, he was shooting the lights out from distance. But that I think really does open the door for for Villanova. To, to get a transfer that is a big man, that can play the five, that is a rim protector uh, and, and, and can alter shots, that kind of thing, control, control the paint. But, hey, Ray, I've heard a, a few names. Naheem McLeod. Drop him on me. From Florida State. He's seven foot four. So they, that's a big body. I'm not going in the paint against him. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Zuby. Ezra Four from Kansas. He just finished up his freshman year. He's uh he's a big man as well. He's six nine, so maybe not he's not seven foot four, mm-hmm. but he's a big guy. I think he was like listed as two at two eighty-five, something like that. So he's got uh some uh some weight to him. But listen, hey, right, that's that's the final piece of the puzzle here, right? Yeah. We we've gotten the two guards in Hart and Bamba, two awesome last names, by the way, right? Mo Bamba, anything about Josh Hart, Villanova legend? Kidding me? <laughs> Facts. And, and and soon to be Knicks legend, honestly. Mm-hmm. So that is the missing piece. That is uh, really what this team needs, and we'll be monitoring it. We'll be talking about it in the future. But A Ray, what did you say? That it, this it's coming up on the last day to put your name in the transfer portal, correct? Yeah, it is. If I'm not mistaken, I, I believe May 11th is the last day to um, enter the portal but uh this is this how I feel on this on this topic so I do believe we need a big right Mm -hmm. now I've seen Eric Dixon score 30 playing the five I haven't seen him score 30 playing the four all right so that's just one concern for me right there not saying that he can't you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that he can't, but I've known Eric Dixon to be playing the five ever since I watched him. And he's pretty, pretty good, pretty damn good five, if, okay. you ask, if, if you ask me. Now, I look at us getting a big man as kind of like, for lack of a better word, damage control for E, you know, maybe kind of. He could get in less foul trouble. You know, we got we got a center now, someone big in the paint 
where E doesn't have to like be so physical down there, grab every single rebound, try to challenge every single shot because we have somebody else to do that. You know, I, I feel like we should get a big in here that wants to alter shots, block shots, grab rebounds, finish around the rim and can switch on to the one through five. You know, that's what that's what all our bigs do. That's what Dixon can do. And I think having two guys like that on the court at the same time will be great, um, especially for Dixon, because now he can give other teams to he can give other teams different looks. You know, a lot of people see him playing the four. OK, well, now he's at the five, you know, um, that looks different. Now, how are you going to adjust to that? You know what I'm saying? And then, like, let's take an example. Let's take a team like Creighton. Um, who plays the four for Creighton? Is it is it Blake or is it Kaluma? I would say Kaluma because Kaluma is obviously the five. So yeah. So think about that. Eric Dixon. If we had a five man, the five. Let's say he's guarding Kalkbrenner, and then you got Dixon and Kaluma because Dixon right. is at at the four Kaluma. right now. Great for us. Great for us offensively, but. but. <laughs> not so great for us defensively. I hear you. Get what I'm saying. So yeah. I, I just look at it both ways. But I'm not saying that it can't be done and that Villanova doesn't have a plan because if I'm coaching and if this is the route that we're going to go, I'm going to make sure that it's going to work for us or we have, like, different options, different looks that we can do to make this thing work. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with, with your assessment there, A-Ray. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, I think it is not only the missing piece, but I think it's something that we're sitting right now at our current roster. We've got some serious talent mm -hmm. with Moore, with Armstrong. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what guys like Longino can do off the bench. Who knows what Jordan Dumont brings to the table. Hopefully, uh, you know, uh, we have high hopes for him, obviously. But Hart and Bamba, I think, are going to be impact guys are off the bat. So Dixon playing the four. Still need that five. You're looking at, you know, Justin Moore, Mark Armstrong, TJ Bamba, Hakeem Hart, Eric Dixon is the main rotation guy. We are, that is a very good roster, right? It is. It is. But we do need that rim protector. We do need that paint presence to go along with Dixon because Nana Njoku mm -hmm. is unproven, A-Ray. We don't know exactly what we're going to get from Nana. I love Villanova's him. real high on him. You're right. They, You're they right. are, but you know, like you said, we got he's unproven, so we gotta, we gotta see. Yeah, we do, we do. He's got to prove it to us, and we're obviously rooting for him mm -hmm. uh, more than he knows. Because, boy, if, if you know, say we do get a, a transfer and it doesn't work out the way that we hoped, but then Njoku comes on to save the day, and he ends up taking that next step or two, yeah. and ends up being able to to average ten boards a game. I'm not saying he needs the average double-double, but just yeah. to give us some sort of production on uh, when it comes to, to rebounding yeah. is what we really need and some block shots. So, A-Ray, I, I don't want to go ahead and say that the, the, the balance of next season is dangling, uh, you know, in a precarious situation here with what we're going to do in the transfer portal with in terms of getting that, that center, yeah. that five, because... It, I think we can get somebody who's who's average and does yeah. a decent job and, and and is able to 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 impose their size in the yeah. paint. 
and have decent footwork. And then I think that would really escalate this team from being maybe a bubble team to do to being a team that, you know, could be like a, a five seed or a four seed and maybe, you know, yeah. have a second have a second weekend appearance, compete in the top three, five teams in the Big East Conference. So we're, we're going to have a lot to, to discuss and pay attention to moving forward when yeah. it comes to, to Villanova getting this five. Yeah, um, I'm just going to piggyback off what you were saying. And um, I, I believe that adding a five is going to help with the depth, with the depth of the team. Obviously, adding another guy will help for sure. But if you look at our guard situation, like, we're good. We're good <laughs> with the guards. Yeah. So, like you said, you know, that another big is the key piece that we need moving forward. And it, it, it's going to add a lot of depth because, you know, a lot of players are multi-changeable on this team. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, even Longino. Longino is big. Like, I don't know if people realize how big he is. Like, he can play the four. You know, like we have a lot of interchangeable pieces. And um, I think that was a big thing last year with our team. We didn't have any depth. So this year, adding a big, definitely going to help. I like I like you. Uh, I like what you said about that. No doubt, man. And yeah, look, like if you look at Bamba and Hart, those guys are no shrimps either. Right. We, yeah. we talked about uh, the video we saw of, of Bamba uh, when we when we were going to break. We actually dude. We have we have a lot to, to preview here too. We do. Uh with with TJ Bamba, Hakeem Hart, and and Jordan Dumont with uh with A Ray Vision. So we'll we'll have that uh on the way. We'll have that coming up. But A Ray, uh really just uh been a been an absolute pleasure to to get things going with you, my friend. And we obviously are are I think off to to a phenomenal start. And now it's it's up to the to the viewers, right? It's up to the listeners to to be able to to meet us halfway and, and and pitch in and see what the what they have to say, right? Because we're 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 here with with open ears, open eyes. We want the suggestions, we want the feedback, and we want the engagement, right? For sure, we're trying to bring something new to the Villanova community. Um, not too many former players are like interacting with their school like this, so I think this is a a great opportunity, and we definitely want to hear. With, um, the fans, what you guys got to say, what you guys think, if there's anything that you want to hear or you want to see, we're all eyes and all ears. Yes, moving sir. Forward. Yes, sir. And and you can reach us on uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And once we drop this episode, obviously we will post about it on Twitter and Instagram. A Ray will do the same on his. I will do mine on my personal. It is raining, R A Y. In honor of A Ray himself, R A Y N I N underscore three, and then the S for Twitter. And then on Instagram, we are R A Y N I N three S on Instagram. So there are socials. I know our guy, Slick Nick, will plug those for us on the screen so you'll be able to get them uh, ready to go and shoot us a follow. You know, just, just, Stay engaged with us because we have a lot of great content to come. A lot of Villanova basketball, Big East hoops to discuss. We're going to be following it like white on rice. And I, I'm telling you, we, we have a lot of good stuff coming. A-Ray Vision, 
little tease for the next segment. Mm-hmm. Alan's going to get into the nitty gritty of what he expects. Uh, some new guys uh, in our program in their first year next year. TJ Bamba is up first. We'll get to Akeem Hart and Jordan Dumont a little bit later. And obviously, we're hoping we can get to that center, yep. to that five that uh, that we want uh, coming in shortly. Yep. Um, just want to say a couple things. Shout out to Calhoun, 81st birthday today. You know, I always respect Calhoun, um, UConn. Uh, growing up where I grew up at in that area, UConn is is one of the dream schools for anybody to go to. So definitely want to just say happy birthday to Calhoun. And also, the name of this podcast came from, so I, I put out on Twitter. So this is what I mean about, like, interacting with us on yes. Twitter. Like, this is this is a live example right now. So democracy is hard, so get to work. That's the guy's handle. So <laughs> I, I, I asked what, what should the name of, of the podcast be? And democracy is hard, so get to work reply raining threes and like we love this so much that we decided to make that the name of, of of the show so that just goes to show you how big twitter is yeah man when it comes to us yeah but shout i appreciate out to, you for that for that yeah. uh for that name I, I really i really like that name yes absolutely shout out to democracy is hard so get to work <laughs> i love it a <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, uh, we we addressed everything that we wanted to. I'm sure we will have a lot more to get to uh, moving forward. But, hey, with Alan Ray, I'm Mike O'Connell. Rain and Threes podcast. We have A-Ray Vision up next. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Raining Threes with A-Ray and OC. I am your host, Mike O'Connell, and this is our segment we'd like to call a ray vision and what what we're basically is going to get into here a ray is i'm going to go down the player profile of a couple of the transfers a couple of new guys on our team coming up for for next season and a lot of the the, the fans don't necessarily know these guys as much as they know guys like justin moore Mark Armstrong, players that have been on a team for for a few years now. So we're going to break down uh, some film. We're going to break down some of the the attributes uh, that these players possess. Maybe a couple player comparisons to former Wildcats and things like that. So it's uh, it's going to be a fun segment that we're going to do not all the time because there are only so many player profiles, scouting reports that we get can, can get into. But this is the beauty of the transfer portal, right? It is a, an ever-changing team now more so than ever. You know, there are definitely some some seasoned veterans that we're used to being at Villanova for four, five, even six years. When you think about guys like Jermaine Samuels and Colin Gillespie, who we were lucky enough to have around for over half a decade. Yep. But this is an opportunity for for us to get into the nitty-gritty, get into the the X's and O's a little bit when it comes to some of the new guys. So first and foremost, we're going to we're going to congratulate our guy, now our guy TJ Bamba. He made the move from Washington State back on April the 14th and he officially became a Villanova Wildcat and will be under coach Neptune. 
TJ is a legitimate power five, power six type of player that is going to have an immediate impact. But he was number five, a guard for the Washington State Cougars. He's six foot five, 215 pounds, and he's originally from the Bronx, New York. No wonder you love him so much, eh, Ray? Yeah, I got to find out exactly where <laughs> we're at in the Bronx. Yeah, his, his real name is not TJ. It's Ahmed Tijani Bamba, and he's the son of Sanaa and Mahmoud Sise. He's got five siblings. His major is sports management. And he actually, so, hey, Ray, he moved to Denver, uh, Colorado, from the Bronx to complete his high school career at Abraham Lincoln. And he led the Lancers to a great eight run in the Colorado 4A state tournament as a senior. He was first team all state and he was all Colorado by basketball Colorado. This guy averaged 24 points a game while grabbing 10 boards a game as a senior. And last year, his most impressive season as a Washington State Cougar, he averaged nearly 16 points a game, 3.7 rebounds, 1.7 assists. He shot nearly 43% from the field, and he's a heck of a three-point shooter, too, shooting at a clip of 37.2% from long distance. He went to Lincoln. Um, there's a Lincoln in New York. I, I was confused for a second. Um, I had to go check and make sure that that wasn't, like, the Lincoln that Sebastian Telfair went to. But I, right. like you like just said, it was in Colorado. Yeah, so he originally from the Bronx, moved to Colorado to finish up his career in high school, and obviously that paid dividends for him. And it makes sense because it, it comes to mind, how did a kid from the Bronx end up all the way in Washington State, in Tacoma, Washington, and in the Pacific Northwest? But here he is. He's coming back home about two hours away from the Bronx now, down on the main line outside of Philadelphia. And, A. Ray, what are your initial thoughts on TJ and what he brings to the table as a player for, for Villanova? Man, like just off the initial – thought of just like watching him man he's a scorer you know um just flat out go get a bucket and I think that's the type of guy every team needs actually you need a guy that you can just like yeah we need a bucket right now we need we need a play we need you to get a foul and I think that's that's what he can bring um you got Justin Moore who also is that type of player who can go get you a basket but now it's great to have like two guys that can create for themselves and and get to the basket or just create a play. So I, I really love that, you know, he's coming to Villanova. I'm really glad that, uh, you know, he wanted to be here and, you know, the coaches wanted him to be here as well. I think it's going to be a really good fit for him. Um, he's got nice size. Um, his body frame is, is pretty good. He's strong. He can finish around the rim with both hands. So, you know, I, I think that it's, it's going to be a pretty good fit. Just, just, and that's just my initial analysis of just like watching him on highlights and stuff like that. So I can't get to, I can't wait to see him play in like a Villanova uniform. Yeah, man. And, you know, this kid, he seems like a hard worker. He seems like he's dedicated because he has that NBA potential. And that is what he is, I think, planning on trying to do. That's his vision. No, no pun intended here in the A Ray yeah. vision. But um, but listen, man, like you said uh, earlier, we were talking about this beforehand all week, uh, you know, but leading up to this. And it's, you know, it's an exciting, exciting 
time for Villanova because a lot of these players that we've had in the past come from the transfer portal. We're a little bit more under the radar. Now I feel like that every, all, all eyes were on Hunter Dickens for so long. But you, you, like, like you said, take a deep breath, relax. Look at what we already got in TJ and Hakeem Hart coming in from next year. These guys are established college players as it is already. But I, I just want to ask you more about TJ. In terms of his, his scoring, you said he's a crafty scorer. You said he can score with both hands. Uh, how is... How is he able to to kind of is how is his mid range game? Can he shoot the three ball as well as the stats say he is? Just from the eye test, is is that something that is going to fit in with this offense here at Villanova? Um, yeah, I think uh, like I said, I think he's going to be coming right away and be able to fit in with uh, what we do. Right. Um, you know, I I do consider him a three level scorer. Obviously, he could get to the rim a lot of a lot of his shots are at the rim. Um, to be to be honest, he gets to the rim a lot, takes majority of his shots at the rim. Um, he has a mid-range game as well. I've seen a couple of highlights where he got into the middle of the paint, hit a couple of jump shots. I think that's great. You know, there's a lot of teams that play zone sometimes in the Big East. They like to mix it up and go zone. So being right. able to find those little pockets inside the zone is great, especially with a scorer like him. So I think that's going to be be great for us. And he's obviously can hit the three. Um, he, I, I'm, I'm sure he'll get a lot of spot ups this year, you know, okay. just like off of Eric Dixon getting double team, um, defense shifting over to Justin Moore. You know, he's going to get he's going to get a quite a few wide open looks. All right. I, I love that. And that, that makes a lot of sense, too, with uh with Moore and Dixon being guys that are able to to, to get in the post, back people down, yeah, um, is that? And I don't want to. I don't want to forget Mark Armstrong either. You know, because right. he can no, get by right. his man and get in the paint as well, and uh, dish out too. So, I mean, right now, I, I think we're pretty solid at the guard position. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> even with just Moore and Armstrong, that's pretty solid as as a you know as a duo. But you add. TJ into the mix, and that uh, opens up a whole another realm of possibilities for this offense because they can, if they learn to play off each other, they pass well, they can drive and kick. And, uh, you know, I, I remember you, you mentioned that he does have a, a nice step back jumper as well, and he has that in his repertoire. And uh, I do want to ask you, though, is how legit is his pick and roll game? Is that something that he's that he did at Washington State? Yeah, so, um, you do see him in the highlights sometimes coming off ball screens, um, which is obviously great because that's what Villanova does. We yeah. uh, we use the ball screen as guards. Got to be able to do that. Um, I see them turn down a couple of ball screens sometimes, so it shows me that he has good reads. You know, just because you it's a ball screen doesn't mean you have to, like, come off of it all the time. You can reject it. You know, you can shoot it. There's a whole bunch of different options. You know, like I said before, Basketball is a game of reads, and, you know, there's pretty good reads that you see in the highlights from uh, from Bamba on the pick and roll. But, you know, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. You know, these are <laughs> these are highlights. Right. You know, not saying that he's not an um, unbelievable player. You know, his stats show that. But, you know, we want to see – like, I really want to see – I got to look at his games and break it down and see him under stress and, like, how he plays that way. Yeah, and I actually uh, I saw he was uh, in the gym at Columbia University putting in work. So it really seems like this guy is dedicated, and he's got his 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 set 
set on the horizon, very yeah. high. And yeah. I don't think he's going to come in and just be like, you know, I'm, I'm here to, to be a part of the team. I think he wants to step up as a leader. And I think he wants to, to show some of the younger guys, you know, this is how it was at Washington State. But I, I'm going I'm to be a part of the Villanova culture. So I think he's going to be able to find that balance of yeah. bringing the best of what he already knows and what he learned over in Tacoma and bring it to, excuse me, Pullman and bring it to uh, the, the Villanova campus and really grow with the team and with the coaching staff. And with that being said, A. Ray, we talked about uh, a little bit about the post-up play of uh, guys like Dixon and Moore. And if you look at Villanova guards in the past, Jalen Brunson, uh, you know, Kyle Lowry, uh, even Colin Gillespie, Ryan Archdak, and a lot of these guys were able to, to back down the defenders and create their own shot in, like, in the mid-post. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's part of TJ's game? So I haven't seen any of that. I haven't seen any post-ups or anything like that. But, you know, it's not to say that he can't adopt that into his game this year. You know, something that works well for Villanova, especially in the offense that they run, you know, being able to uh, create mismatches. And like I said, he got the size. He has the frame for it. So right. I think I think it's something that can be implemented into his game. And I seen that video that you was talking about with him at Columbia getting those shots up. I used to uh, play in that gym too, but that's uh, – <laughs> That's that's definitely a good sign, you know, and he did mention about like corner threes and he's not lying about that. The NBA, like so many corner threes so many. you get and it's, and it's not so much in college, but you do get those open threes. And like I said, playing with Justin, with Mark, with Eric, he's going to get some open shots. And with Hakeem Hart there, too, also another shooter. Trust me, <laughs> he's going he's going to get shots. They, you can't. You got to help somewhere. Like, you, you can't let Justin Moore do his thing. We all know – we all watch him do his thing. We know what happens. We watched Eric Dixon get 30 points last year. Right. So, I, I, I'm, I'm really loving the perimeter right now on the offensive end. It's like, pick your poison. Yeah, and that is, you know, shoot them up, sleep in the streets, right? That's the mantra that, uh, you know, Jay Wright built at Villanova. That's the mantra that, that we're going to continue to have there. Just yeah. being 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 able to attack from the perimeter and just adding this guy as another weapon. And it's not even like it's like he's just one aspect of his game is three-point shooting. No, he can yeah. he can create his own shot, he can spot up shoot, and he can slash when he needs to, especially like you mentioned earlier with his left hand, mm-hmm. which um which leads me to my next question. I know uh we we were discussing this a little bit. It was kind of tough to put our finger on it, but do you have any former Wildcats that remind you of TJ in any way? Yeah, man, that was that was a kind of tough question to, to think about, <laughs> you know. Um, right. Like, like I said, I kind of think, like, he got his own game. You know, he, he has, definitely has his own style of play. It's kind of hard to to compare him to anybody. But I think that's going to be something really good for Twitter, you know, get you guys um, – active and interact right. and let me know what you guys think you know who who would you compare tj bomba to from uh, some of our past players you know let me know i think that that would be pretty cool yeah no doubt and that's that's the beauty of this too a ray is we can get the twitter audience the viewers involved with something as simple as that yeah, i was I talking hear, a little yeah. bit we were bouncing yes sir talk to me we were bouncing some ideas off uh, each other i i said I see him maybe a little bit of uh, of Darren Hilliard mm-hmm. with that three-point ability and that ability to finish with the left, some mm-hmm. James Bell, 
with uh, just like the the size and strength, and 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 also just being a uh, being able to to spot up, but also play off of of other guards in the offense. Yeah, and I I said Tony Chenault as a bit of a, a wild card because he was a guy that didn't really rely so much on shooting, but what loved to get to the to the tin, which is what TJ loves to do as well. We we were looking at some stats before a Ray. And, you know, the majority of his shots do come from within the paint. So yeah. that's another thing, right? You take some of the aspects of guys like Hilliard, Bell, and Chenault, and you sprinkle them all together, and you you find a guy that's – I mean, look at that video of him in the Columbia gym, man. He looks jacked. Yeah, I mean, This do. guy is a beast. And, like, I think – I don't think he's going to be able to – no one's going to be pushing him around. And I know mm-hmm. the, big, the Big East is as physical as ever. Uh, you know, That's you how I used to look when you were before playing. I came to uh, Nova, but <laughs> Campus Corner, it didn't, it didn't do me pretty good. It didn't do me good at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, Campco, man. No, it's dangerous over there. Chicken fingers, yep, cheesesteaks. Cheese yeah, I, I lost my seat real quick. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, come on. You were uh, you were all good. You guys, you guys did your thing. That's for sure. So um, that's hilarious, though, man. But. But yeah, he he looks like he's uh, he's got the the build of of a pro. That's for sure. Yeah. So that's something that'll be exciting. But um, last uh, one of the last ones from me, a Ray. In terms of filling the void of losing Caleb Daniels, Brandon Slater, and Cam Whitmore, who's going to be a lottery pick, where do you see? You know, is this this is obviously you think a step in the right direction, yeah. but we're not done yet, right? We still got to get one more guy to fill yeah. that void, right? Yeah, and I'm thinking more of like a big man. And I know this is not like traditional Nova, you know, but we're not in traditional Nova times right now. Anyway, you know, right. So I feel like I feel like it's time for us to get like that dominant big man. And when I say dominant, I mean, not necessarily on the offensive end. You know, because we got this is still guard university. You know, we yes. still we still have our guards, but we 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 definitely could benefit from a guy like like Jason Frazier was kind of like this, but you know he was hurt, so people really didn't get to see you know everything that he really brought to the table. But Jason, like True. we used to send our we used to send players to him on defense because we knew like he would alter the shot or he would yeah. block the shot. He would grab rebounds, he would outlet the ball, and he could switch on and guard a guard. So I feel like right now that's something that Villanova needs, and every every team needs that. I think the game is kind of transitioning a little bit with um, having mobile bigs and, like, a big. If you're going to have a big, they got to be mobile and be able to, like, guard every position. So I think with Bamba coming in, you know, we we supplement some scoring that was lost last year between um, the guys um, with Hart coming in. Also, you know, he helps out with the scoring. One more guy that can probably add about double digits in scoring, and we not we don't need a lot. You know, maybe a good ten points, twelve points here and there, but somebody who could bring rebounding and like a, a defensive intensity. I think that that would be that would be great for us. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. I think that's the missing piece is someone to fill that that five role and just be be a rim protector and, and be somebody that that you know can just you could put in there and you know maybe you don't have to to worry about so much of him 
scoring on his own, yeah. but just somebody that can can just be a presence down there, right? And just yeah. lock up the paint, muck it up, and, and make it make it difficult on uh, on opposing offenses. And kind of be interchangeable a little bit too, you know, because I know everybody has this idea of Dixon playing the uh, the four. <laughs> yes. Yep. But um, you know, it it'll be good. I I'm, I promise you, when the game comes, it's gonna be certain matchups. It's gonna be certain teams where Eric will be better at the five. You know, so that's true. Also, uh, having a big guy that's interchangeable that can play the four and the five as well would be kind of key, in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, you know, TJ Bamba. By the way, when he, it was kind of funny, right? I think I remember it, this, it was leaked that he was transferring to to Villanova, but he didn't want to. He didn't fully make the announcement yet because he yeah. and he had to pull it back and say him and his family were still making the decision between Villanova and Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. So if anyone was wondering where else he was getting interest from in the portal, Georgia Tech was the second school behind Villanova in terms of where his final list ended up. But obviously, A-Ray, we are more than excited to have this guy as yeah. part of the Villanova family moving forward. Uh, and next season, I think it, it really he has a lot of potential to to elevate this team from where we were, maybe a, a bubble-esque team, NIT-type team last season to next season now making that jump and trying to get back into the big dance. But we talked about possible that five, trying to find that five. We talked about Naheem McLeod from Florida State. That's something for everybody to keep their eye on. The guy's seven foot four, talking about altering shots. Yeah, he better be able to move his feet too (laughs) at seven four. Well, that's our coaching staff, I think, right? I think we got we got to rely on them to to mold him into what what we need him to be, right? Yeah, but I mean, seven four. That's you can't, <laughs> I, you can't, I, you can't I, teach height. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. So, um, listen, A Ray, obviously, always a pleasure. This has been our very first edition of A Ray Vision, and we'll have a few more to go. So, looking forward to continue that. Uh, the next time we get into the A-Ray Vision segment. We will break down the player profile and scouting report for the latest transfer landed by Coach Neptune, and that is Hakeem Hart of the Maryland Terrapins. Hakeem Hart, you next, my brother. Oh, yeah. So with Alan Ray, I'm Mike O'Connell. It's been a pleasure, and we will see you guys on the other side. Peace out.